I think it's a reminder to spend time on myself and do something that makes me happy and gives me joy. It's like my separate space where I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to be on like I am at my job because it's the guest room. My dog hangs out on the bed. Uh, the sun is very beautiful the way it comes through my room. I think it's just my checkout space where I just dive in. My hands have to be busy. I can't not be busy. That's Jen, project coordinator, quilter, bag maker, dog parent to Mr. Winston, and wife. She is my new crafty inspiration and muse. I'm drawn to her because I can relate to her need to make soft or yummy things to give away, like hugs. Her beautiful handmade items involve slicing intricate patterns and following complicated directions that I'm anxious to get a lesson on. I'm Angelica. Stay tuned for my weekly chat. Hi, Jen. Hi, Angelica. Thanks for joining me on Chatty Crafties, a show where I celebrate my creative friends to get inspired by everyday art. We work in the same building. It's true. Since OES moved in in September, and we are now actually recording in the office building since Matt is at home taking over our office, getting ready for his East Austin studio tour show on Saturday. Um, how long have you been working for Moon Tower? It, my year anniversary just happened to be this past Tuesday, November 12th. Really? Yes. So we just one year. It. Yeah, just, just now. That's so fun. It is. It's the best. Well, we've only been here for two months or so, two and a half months. And I feel like very quickly you made yourself at home in here, and which I appreciate. Well, let's be honest why that happened. Because of Lima Bean. Lima Bean. <laughs> uh, and our love knows no limits. Yes. I, I love her. And so Lima Bean, for our listeners, is my beagle, and she comes to work with me a lot. And Jen comes in for twice-a-day snuggles, um, and she's wandering around right now. So if you hear some toenails clicking on the ground, that is her. So sometimes we start with um, like a weekly inspiration. So my inspiration this week was I surged four pairs of leggings that were all one-size-fits-all that I got from Amazon. And they were all very stretchy because the idea of one size fits all means they have to go from like tiny, tiny to not tiny. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, I'm just going to make all of them my size. I feel like those would have to look like accordions to fit all of the sizes. Yeah, you would think (laughs) this this pair, it would stretch out like by six inches. Oh, wow. And so that's how much I cut off. And so I was like, this this is a hard thing to do. And then once I thought about it, I was like, no, this is actually very easy. Wait, wait. So you turned them inside out, seamed them, and uh-huh. then cut off the extra. I actually just used the serger, which cut it yes. as I was. Yeah. And I just like used a um, like a chalk pencil and sure. like pinned. Yeah. And it, I did all four in one day. Nice. It was really fun. <laughs> and so that's what inspired me this week is wearing leggings that I surged. Oh, I like it. What about you? Do you have anything that inspired you this week? Uh, oddly enough, it was not a crafty thing. I was invited to uh, attend a conference with um, some of the folks here from Moon Tower, where we uh, talked about marketing and more boring where your money comes from, blah, blah, blah. That's super boring. But the marketing side of it was really interesting. Um, and it got me really fired up about what we do here and, uh, what's special about what we do. And since I'm on the build side of the, the company, um, 
we always sort of lead with our design and mm -hmm. not with the build. And I got really excited about like when we first meet clients, like let's showcase the build side as well. And part of what I really like about the build side is that there are a bunch of women on yes. the build side, uh, which is super inspiring because being in the industry for a couple of years, you find a lack of women all yes. over the place. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And moon tower just doesn't, doesn't do that. They're yeah. like, yeah, you're talented. Come on in. Cool. And so what is your background? How did you get in this industry? <laughs> uh, I will thumbnail this the best I can. Uh, I was a meeting planner in Washington, D.C. for about eight years. So I have a background herding cats. Mm -hmm. um, after September 11th, I left D.C., traveled the country for about a year, landed in Austin, fell in love with it um, probably in 2002, uh, and took all sorts of weird jobs, including running my own cooking company oh, what? <laughs> um, yeah uh so it was weird to go from having a career to jumping around especially yes. in my 30s yes um but I started working for a local builder sort of on the admin side and then went to an architect's firm and worked on the admin side then got headhunted for a builder and then realized how much I loved the building side and so oh. I've been doing that since Okay, so as the project coordinator for Moon Tower, what is the creative overlap that you might apply towards quilting and cross-stitching and all these other things you made notes of? Well, as you know from your job as well, frequently I am showing up and someone saying, oh my God, we can't, we can't do this thing. This thing is impossible. And what you quickly realize in construction is like, guys, anything is possible. Let's just put our brains to it and get creative about how to solve it. And so I really love when everybody's throwing out ideas and seeing what sticks against the wall. Um, and mostly when I am really excited about solving a problem, I am like, guys, I got it. It's magnets. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's never been magnets, <laughs> but I would like it to be. Um, one day it's going to be magnets. <laughs> we just did a bunch of magnets for See? a sign. It's a thing. Yes. Yes. It, it, it was really fun. I was like, what are you? What are you doing over there? And it was to put up a doorbell plate on this metal wall. I think I saw that of, video on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. No, it's totally magnets. Okay, let's get to the art stuff. Okay. Um, how long have you been quilting? Let's see. I took my first quilting class at Stitch Lab. Mm. R.I.P. Yes. Um, so probably ugh, seven years ago. And okay. I'm, honestly, I'm not sure why I took a sewing class. I can't remember why I took a sewing class. Maybe I just needed something to do. And I made a bag. I made the tote bag. The tote bag. Yes. Totally made the tote. I did the same thing. Uh, totes. We made the totes. And it's like a reversible one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. Sewing. Because I like to do things that are hands-on. And then I was like, well, yeah, let me take this quilt class. Mm -hmm. um, I think that class was with Niku, our bye, uh, who's a super rad lady here in town mm -hmm. um who teaches classes uh i think she's with the griffin school now oh yeah so anyway i took a quilt class with her and i was really a dummy and i went and got my fabric at joanne mm -hmm. fabrics mm -hmm. which is my most hated place next to academy sports <laughs> like those those are the two places where i like i get a headache in my eye and want to murder at people um but i bought this like terrible ugly fabric and I made this this quilt, and I was very psyched about learning the skill set. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm certain I gave it to Goodwill because it was 
dog ugly. <laughs> um, and I remember in class, she was like, oh, hey, um, if you want to make your own binding, here's how to do it and here's how to hand sew. And I'm like, why would I do that? When I could buy this? When, yeah. I, just, when I can buy this like stiff is, is cardboard yeah. <laughs> binding in a package from Joanne and then sew it on. And then I did that like twice and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. this is why. Like, this is why we do that because you can customize it, make it very beautiful. And then I realized hand stitching is very soothing for a person like me who's like 800% mm. all day. Mm -hmm. And then I could turn my brain off and sit and watch, I don't know, like the Golden Girls mm -hmm. and hand stitch. And I was like, what? And so I think uh, removing a lot of the instant, grat instant gratifications, the like off the shelf things about mm -hmm. quilting were super super satisfying for me um and making it more my own why do you hate joanne's uh oh god where do i start um i really hate mass consumption and this like go buy stuff and when i go there they're always pushing a when i go there which is very infrequently they're always <laughs> pushing like the next holiday uh -huh. and it smells terrible because they have those terrible candles and i don't know why there's so much candy in the checkout aisle and <laughs> Um, I love that they employ older ladies who like are probably crafty, um, but they're super overpriced. And the, mm -hmm. the way that you know how they, their business model is so disingenuous. It's, hey, we sell everything for like 18 times more than it costs, but then we push out these coupons all the time. So then you have to go in with the coupon to get the thing for what it should be worth oh, sure. anyway. Mm -hmm. And I want to shop at stores where like I can say hi to the person who runs it. And that's what made me so sad when Stitch Lab closed. And all the little local shops that have been so great. And now I'm like, yeah. and I don't want to get everything on Amazon, but it's, it's there. And it's kind of a super drag. So what do we do? What are your favorite quilts you've made? Do you have a favorite? Yes. Oh, yes. So I made my now husband mm -hmm. and I were off and on for like 11 years. Really? Oh my gosh. And one day he'd come over, it was October and it was really beautiful outside. And he came over and we were having pizza and we were sitting in the backyard and he totally broke up with me. Oh no. And I, I mean, for like this, we had broken up with each other like a gajillion times, but this one was like, he said some things that I was like, what? And it was real hard. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I started Denise Schmidt's single girl quilt. So there's a very traditional quilt, which is a double wedding ring quilt. Yes, I have one of those. My great grandmother. Exactly. Which is beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. But Denise Schmidt did a spin on it. And it's the single girl quilt, girl. <sighs> and so I started, like, I channeled all of my energy into this, like, complex single girl quilt queen size yes and yes you did queen. i did queen and so i started it when we split up dummy maybe shortly before halloween and uh right around january oh it was right around my 40th birthday mm -hmm. that dummy came back around who i, who I love and he all the things he said he unsaid all of them he's like i don't know why i was looking somewhere else huh you've been here all this time. I'm coming back to the quilt. Uh -huh. And oh my gosh. And then all the love. And ever since then, all of the love. Like we found all the things we hadn't done. Anyway, so oh. I finished this quilt and uh -huh. I sent it to Gina Pina here in town. 
she's a uh, studio over at Canopy. To, to quilt it? To quilt it, okay. because it was much bigger than I could quilt at the time, because mm-hmm. uh, it was queen. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up, and I was so excited to look at it, and Andrew and I were, were together, and so I went over to his house, I was like, oh my gosh, this quilt is done. And he is the first person who put his butt on it. So he like <laughs> sat on it. And it was sort of this like, I did this because we weren't together. And now we are. And then your butt is the first butt who yeah. touched that this quilt. And it was kind of crazy and perfect. I think that's my favorite thing that I've ever made. Um, and you made it for yourself. And I made it, I made it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you. I totally made it for myself. Have you made quilts for other people? I mostly make my quilts for other Mm -hmm. people. So almost everything I make, I give away. Mm -hmm. Um, Me too. Yeah, exactly. It's a very expensive habit. Yes. It's like super expensive, um, but I can't help myself. Yeah. Uh, so I keep share it. I know, but it's like, I want your baby to be warm. Yes. I want your baby. Like maybe I just want to be remembered when I'm old. Yes. Because I don't have kids. Oh, this woman made this for me. Her tag is on here. Yes. Am I memorializing myself? I'm... Probably. Most definitely. Yes. And, and at a baby shower, you win a baby shower. Yes. Every Thank time you. when you take a handmade gift. Every time. Has it ever happened where someone opened a blanket right before they opened your blanket? Yes. And... It is soul crushing. Yeah. Well, I had somebody open a blanket that was crocheted. Yes. Prior to this quilt that mm-hmm. was like very complex and my quilt sold the show and I felt bad for the lady who had crocheted her Mm -hmm. thing I felt Mm -hmm. real bad I'm like sorry you lose the very first blanket I made for a baby was for my niece and it was crocheted and I didn't know how big to make this thing and it kept stretching because it was crocheted and it just kept getting bigger and bigger it's basically a twin size (laughs) baby blanket like this is for 18 babies gigantic (laughs) it took so long and then my sister-in-law opened someone else's blanket that they had like kind of hand quilted mm-hmm. with like the ties yeah yeah and it was right before mine and I was like wait 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 like don't open don't open the menu, you're like yeah. skip go and to like the diaper it was such cake. a like wah wah uh, moment because she had like gushed over the blanket before and then was like oh here's another blanket I was uh, like, it's not another blanket it is, it is this blanket it is the blanket that I made for you to give comfort to exactly this baby I know well and I it sounds trite but quilts are hugs Mm-hmm. Um, and a quilt that I loved very much that I was making for one person it ended up going to another person um, uh, it ended up going to my best friend's dad who actually is in hospice tonight mm. um, and I he was like my other dad he's someone I love very much and I had started this quilt but I ended up sending it to him in Maryland because he was going through chemo um, and he is Swedish, so he's almost always naked. It doesn't matter if it's like summer or whenever. Like so he needs Gunner, a Gunner is always naked. <laughs> um, and so I sent him that quilt, and I have pictures of him. Yeah, under his quilt, and oh. and so that that it's that stuff that feels yeah. so special. Um, and people remember that stuff, and it's yeah. not it's not little um, when you put your hands to something and spend out. I mean. I can spend 20 hours. Yes. Yeah. And it's not buying a thing from a store for like a baby because you're supposed to buy a thing for for babies. Oh, buy, buy, baby. That grosses me out. Really? At least fake that it's (laughs) B-Y-E. No, it's (laughs) B-U-Y. Buy all the things. That is 
so disgusting yes. to me. Um, and I get it. Like, not everybody's in a place where they have access to sewing machines or the time or the like. I have the time and I have the resources to do that. Um, but women have been making quilts out of old clothes and um, for uh, hundreds of years, right? Like, and sitting in a circle and find like reusing things. So, ugh, I sound very white, very white, very privileged right now. Um, but I guess. We, we all do the best we can. I feel fortunate that I can take that time for myself and uh, make something very meaningful for a person. I don't have kids. I don't have to work 18 jobs. Um, so let me acknowledge sure. I am fortunate in that way. But ugh, I just bye, 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 bye. Mm-hmm. Just bums me out in the biggest way. It doesn't feel as genuine of like, I thought about you or your baby or whatever. I thought I put the thought into every stitch. Yeah. Like every second I sat at my machine, I was thinking about you yes. and you're bringing this new life into the world. And yeah. that is so rad. And I want to be part of that. Um, Did yeah. you like blankets as a kid? Was it your thing? Uh, so, yes and no. So um, my grandmother made, was it my grandmother? It was my grandmother. Made us all uh, crocheted blankets. Mm-hmm. And I still have my, I think I still have mine and maybe my parents. Anyway. They were three different colors each, so mine was obviously pink, right? yellow, and red. Um, my brothers were like green, blue, and yellow, and then mm-hmm. my parents had one. And yes, I very much loved that. I still have it. Um, but I had a one of those sort of like waffle blankets. Cause I'm from the Mid-Atlantic. It gets real cold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you know like the satin edge yes. at the top? And yes. I would wear through the satin because I loved it so mm-hmm. much. And my mom would replace the satin edge on oh. it. So, yes, very much loved that blanket. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I love I, I was love a it. blanket kid, too. So, like, my great Wait, did you carry around? I mean, not like Linus or anything, but, like, if I would go to someone's house. Oh, I, you would take your blanket. I would take my blanket. Okay. And my great-grandmother made it for me, but I never met her, and so I'm not sure what the timeline is. Yeah. Um, but she had made quilts for everyone else, and this was kind of like a one-piece blanket and, like, bias tape, and it was, like, pink plaid of gingham. And yeah. it was very soft, and I would I would just – I loved on it for way too long. I was, like, 12. Were when, you mi- – missing something in your <laughs> I don't know I think it was like how I got snuggly so oh. like it was a comfort it was factor. a hug yes I was hugging myself <laughs> you were hugging yourself. it was very nice I was thinking of my great-grandmother and like my grandma like all of it every time I used it it also made the people around me happy because it was this connective tissue yeah, for to sure my relatives yeah so. and then I spilled blue paint all over it and mm. now Do my kids are using it? it yeah okay oh, totally it's like on the uh, floor of my yeah. kids room right now yeah yeah people used to make stuff my dad had this crocheted hat that his mom made, and on the back is his address <laughs> because, because he would get lost. And it was like uh, something, something, like the street name in Humeville, Pennsylvania, like in the middle of nowhere, because he would wander, and I have it. And it is this tiny little oh knitted cap with like gosh. ear flaps and a snap underneath it. It's like the most special thing I own, I think. And it's so latchkey. Like, oh my God. Just but wander. Wait, this is like the fifth. Uh-huh. and because he would like go fishing or play or whatever it's really adorable it's one of the things i value most i, I think in this. the entire world it's I so love great it so much oh i wish gosh. i had brought that here yeah i'll take a picture of it okay and what did you bring tonight oh uh i brought uh let's see i brought a, cu- a couple of things yeah yeah okay. do 
So I brought them in. So lately, I've been getting into very functional items, uh, sort of because my husband was like, everything's so soft and for babies. Have you ever thought of? And I'm like, no, but I'm thinking of it now about stuff that's like sturdy and functional, which speaks to my construction side. I sort of want to make like a really rad fanny pack to take on to my job site. Yes, I was looking for such a thing. I ended up with a fanny pack that's leather. Yeah. And because I was like, where am I going to put my measuring tape and my phone and like all these, my plan folded up. And so I'm thinking about like an apron too. No, into it. So this is all. Maybe we yeah, can. Maybe like, we could collaborate. Maybe on we could this. draft this. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds so intimidating. <laughs> drafting a thing. Okay. So last weekend, last weekend, uh, I made this bag, <gasps> which I am like super duper pumped on. Oh my gosh. Um. So I waxed the canvas myself because wax canvas is very expensive. So I go to Helm Boots here in Austin because they sell the outer wax. Um, and so. And we can take pictures during the day. Light. Yeah. Oh, the, my gosh. I know. Isn't gorgeous. it adorable? Um, so I'm really into the this, like, sort of antique brass stuff. And I go to Tandy Leather because I like buying my stuff locally. Yeah. Um, and it's it's all wax canvas. Um, and there's a slip pocket inside and a zipper pocket plus these side pockets. Um, little magnets. Yep. So if, if my thing items in there weren't so tall, it would it would magnet closed. Oh my god! I know, isn't it great? I love it. When did you make this? Uh, Saturday. <laughs> I love well, how you're already moving. No, into it, was su- it. It, it was Sunday, and my husband was like, "Hey, can you cut my hair tonight?" And I, was you like, also cut your husband's hair? Yeah, with the yeah with a floby, right? Because <laughs> he's bald. I mean, my very handsome husband. I just yeah, I buzz his head. Yeah. And so I was like, "Yeah, baby, I'll, I'll cut your hair." And he came in. He was like, "Are you ready?" And I was like, "Ah, I just need like." Oh, like one more hour. And yeah, he's like, yeah. this is already one hour past the hour. <laughs> Do you love sewing more than you love me? And I was like, Ooh, that is cold. That is cold. I can love both of you equally. It's like add, you add water. That's what my midwife said about loving both children. When I was like, how how will I feel when another child comes? And she's like, it's like adding water. Your love grows. Yeah, my love, my love grows. But I also am like, hey. I told you on Sunday I was going to be sewing all day. I am fitting you into my schedule. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because he likes to have a lot of his quiet time. I'm uh-huh. like, that's fine. He's an introvert. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll be in my sewing room. And his the ongoing joke is, so what? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I go to do all my sewing. And then he stands at the door and he says, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, baby, I told you what I was going to be doing all day. So it's very cute. Uh, yes. I love him. Um, so I brought, so I just made this duffel bag <gasps> and I'm. It's so good. But I'm super bummed. Um, so what I'm learning more about is like hardware and design and colors. And I don't love this. I, I'm maybe going to take this apart and do like a brass because I feel oh, like it okay. would pop more. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I made this to go on our, uh, <gasps> yeah, it, camo ripstop yes. on the inside oh right gosh. to make it like lady but also yes. yeah um and then there's camo lining on the very the side buddies nice. uh, oh and then faux leather on the bottom <gasps> oh it's disgusting it's hideous i, I mean it's not the best faux- <laughs> i mean i could do better but this is the first time i bought faux leather uh-huh how and, is it using it uh fine it's so just it's, fine it, yeah uh, the, oh, these are my slippers because I was thinking in case I wanted to put my slippers on. I did not make them. I uh, I too am wearing my slippers. Nice. These are my grandfather's. Aww. Same size. Yeah, this is so nice. Mm. To, uh, God, we 
should keep more things. Yes. Uh, so I brought a few things. Let's start with this paper piecing thing that I'm yes. like super duper into. So you were telling me about this when I first overheard you talking about quilting. No, right. when I we became Instagram friends. Instagram And friends. you were... I was working on this. Yes. So... Paper piecing. So there's two different kinds of paper piecing. There's English paper piecing and foundation paper piecing. Uh, I don't care for English paper piecing. It's little pieces of paper that you sew a thing onto and I find it... Like you fold uh -huh. the fabric over it and ugh, I, I've tried it. I don't care for it. Okay. Foundation paper piecing is like you sew right onto the paper and then you tear it out at the end. Oh. So your brain has to work backwards because you're doing all of this upside down. Okay. Right. And then folding over and then doing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's like super sort of mathematical, oh. uh, very rigorous. And I love paper piecing. This is so fun. So what is this going to be? I don't know. Like a wall hanging, a pillow, yeah. a maybe, really cool or jacket. maybe it gets like built into the back of a quilt, and okay. it's like a sort of feature at the back of a quilt. Okay. There is a woman who has made all these patterns. Forgive mm. me, I do not know who she is, but mm -hmm. it's called the tattoo quilt because it's oh. it's sort of traditional tattoo yeah. style. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So it's got two. Are these sparrows? Yes. Okay, and then um, they're holding a banner, a banner that, that says, says hope. Hope. And so her other ones say like love yourself or peace or whatever. Because ladies who make things are all like, ugh, everything's terrible. Let's be positive. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I think I follow a lot of um, like cross stitchers on Instagram where they they actually have images like of a like of a moon cup. Like there's a lot of yes, a lot of curse words. Like but a yes, diva. Yeah. Okay. And so there's like, like subversive cross stitch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the hands are all bloody and like they're holding the moon cap. And I was like, this is That's beautiful. A, it is beautiful. It's a little intense. I don't know if I could put it on my wall. You can't wall, put but it in your. Yeah. Uh, well, you could. You could put it in like a guest. People are weird stuff. about that stuff. Yeah. But I like the way politics are come into crafts. And I think they've yeah. always been there. And I think they're coming in in a very different way right now. Uh, and I, I love it. So what I just heard on Schmanners, Schmanners. and it's a husband and wife um, couple and they usually talk about like the history of something okay. and they were talking about cross stitching was how women first learned to read because they would do samples of the, the alphabet. alphabet. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And I was fascinated um, by it. It is fascinating. And um, I don't know. I feel like. The more I learn about it, the more excited I am about how women have always been like, oh, look how this sucks. We have this whole different language that we use. Um, and I think it's across cultures. I find it fascinating. Yeah, um, me there, too. There's a woman, uh, her name's Chani Kimber. She teaches like college, like university level, like super hard math uh, uh -huh. somewhere in the Northeast, I think Pennsylvania. And I took a class from her here in Austin through the Quilt Guild. And she had a whole exhibition of her mm -hmm. quilts, and they are soul-crushing. Um, she works in, like, very tiny, tiny pieces, and she is uh, African-American. And so she had this giant quilt that uh, said, I can't breathe, I can't <gasps> breathe, I oh can't breathe. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that she's, like, a modern-day cotton picker and wore a thing that just said bitch. And... Man, you see her stuff, and it makes you just stop. So yeah. everybody, look up Shawnee Kimber. Okay, I'll put uh, a link to it in the blog post. Please, for yeah, this I episode. I couldn't ever imagine doing what she's doing, and uh, I am not political in my 
craft. I am really just kind of functional, but I admire it so much. Oh my gosh. The first time I saw her, I can't breathe quilt and it starts in kind of whites and then goes to blues. I am like, I think my heart fell out of my, oh, yeah. out of my body. It yeah. was incredibly powerful. She is That's super inspiring. Oh my gosh. And you have to see her stuff. And she, I mean, she works in these tiny, tiny, tiny pieces. And when I took a class with her, she always says, go smaller. <gasps> you can go smaller. Whoa. Yeah. She's a math brain yeah. and then like the social consciousness and who she is as a woman. And it's like super rad. That's awesome. Yes. So your art, your craftiness is, you know, if you're using positive statements, is that like a reminder for yourself to stay positive? I think it's a reminder to spend time on myself and do something that makes me happy and gives me joy. It's like my separate space where I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to be on like I am at my job because it's the guest room. My dog hangs out on the bed. Uh, the sun is very beautiful the way it comes through my room. I think it's just my checkout space where I just dive in. My hands have to be busy. I can't not be busy. Are you the same way? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, like, I can watch TV, but I'm going to be basting a quilt. I'm going to be doing something, and I can't not do something. And I, I don't know if that's, like, a sort of compulsion of... I don't know what it is for me that I always have to be doing something. So for me, I explored this thought um, when I did testify recently that when my hands are busy, my brain does turns off. Yes. And so it thinks the things that it needs to think. I don't know. It just kind of it goes to someplace else to relieve anxiety. And I have goosebumps. That is 100 percent how it does for me. It yeah. allows my brain to sort of slowly process or like do its own thing yeah. and there's something about this like methodical just it's so satisfying and yes. I, it, it's right. my wind down yeah um oh it's it's just the best and picking up an actual needle and a piece of thread and like taking it through a piece of fabric is just ugh, it's so good I wish I was a little bit better with hand stitching because to me it there my stitches are all like Frankenstein who cares interesting it doesn't matter i wish i brought my handwork because uh, i let's we'll have a yeah let's hang out and do some handwork all all it takes for me to get over that like slight insecurity about doing something that yeah. i think kind of looks bad is someone saying no who cares let's do it so i'm already like okay yes yeah I feel fine no it doesn't it. matter and it's so, so funny because <laughs> i've made entire quilts that are like mostly hand applique uh-huh and like a week ago i was like man my hand applique ain't great uh-huh. And so I, I Googled. I'm like, Google, tell me how to be a better hand applicator. Yes. And in like five minutes, I was like, oh, this is the thing <laughs> I've been doing all this time, which was so funny. But when I make stuff, I'm like, who cares? Like, th yes. I made this by hand. And I've never had anybody be like, oh, you made me this beautiful quilt. But let's talk about ear binding. Yes. It's not perfect. It's usually the thing that I point out where I'm like, oh, the machine got caught. Why do we do I'm that? Like, oh. Look at all these imperfect things no, no, I did. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, don't do that. It's something I'm working on when I give things to people. Exactly. It's like making a meal and being like, oh, I don't know what's like. Does it taste like soap Sh to you? Shut yeah. up. <laughs> like, we have to shut up. Like, stop yes. apologizing. Like, hey, I did this thing. You like it or you don't like it. Yeah. I made right? it for you with love, and that is the intent of all of Can this. Can you imagine if somebody gave you a handmade thing, you're like, oh, girl. Yeah. I mean, I saw that corner of your binding, and I was like, ugh, yeah. you could do better <laughs> next time. No, you're going to cry because somebody just gave you, yes. maybe not cry, but you're going to be like, 
it touches. You thought of me. Yes, exactly. You thought of me and you made this thing. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a little pouch, like the little pouch I gave you, you right? You made me a pouch for thinking birthday. Exactly. And it was so And nice. it's just simple things like that where you're like, oh, I was thinking of this person. How can I tell them that? Yeah. And All day. I would like pick it up in between <laughs> like emails and like I'd unzip it and I'd look inside and I'd look at that little. The little n- yeah. And so I ordered my own. I told yes, you. Yes, on the Wonder Labels. So the Wonder Labels. So you can, you can say like handmade by Angelica Norton or whatever. Handmade with love, I think, is what I said. That and is so what you said. so people actually know who it's from instead of who made this for me. Right. Put your name on it. Right. You and did I, it. I, when I first started making quilts, I believe I did make a quilt for someone, and I it was a coworker, and they did not realize it was handmade So like oh. a, a, for their new baby. And yes. so a couple weeks later, it's like, hey, let your wife know. Or what, I don't know why I think women are always doing laundry. Yeah. He probably <laughs> does laundry, too. But I was like, oh, hey, let her know this is how to wash it and dry it. And he was like, wait. You made it? <laughs> yes, they need to know. And part of me was like, yeah, I made it. I'm trying to get credit, but that was early <laughs> on. That was early on. Uh, and now I just, I'm like, here is this this thing. I think that everyone knows they're going to get a blanket That's from right. me for a baby shower. That's right. And they know that I, too, need that moment of reflection that it's not just like, oh, look. No, no, I need them to, like, make eye contact with me. It's the moment. It is the moment, and it's that sort of exchange or acknowledgement, like you made this shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I no, I feel yeah. you. I feel you. All right. right. What else do you have in there? I want to show you some other things. Tell me. Uh, so I told you that I was thinking about like trying to find my style and what I'm wearing. Yes, yes. So it's functional. Anyway, I was had a lot of wine the other night. Anyway, so I'm working <laughs> on like I really want to start getting into canvas oh. as you because you saw my bag that yes. is wax canvas and. The, the gray is actually a pair of my husband's pants that he was sending to oh. Goodwill. And so I'm really like getting, oh, and no, the bottom are a pair of jeans he was sending to Goodwill. So I I'm, love the upcycling. Right? Um, it, I didn't. I so won't look it's, inside. It's a, <laughs> it's a mock-up. Oh, cool. Um, but I really want to get into like very simple, I don't know, like two or three colors and maybe like slicing and dicing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that. Uh, and... This, so you asked me about cross-stitch. Yeah. So I used to live in this <gasps> little, <laughs> you're getting excited. I used to live in this little 400 square foot house over on 3rd, and my husband, future husband, lived on 2nd. Uh-huh. And when I moved there, he called me a creeper. <laughs> um, but he was wrong, and I did not have internet, <laughs> but I did have a DVD player, so I would uh, Netflix all of the Golden Girls, which I watched when I was a kid, and had yeah. braces, and was babysitting or whatever. Um, and... This is still not finished, but I feel like it is finished in a lot of ways. But this looks almost exactly like my dog. <gasps> yes. Holding a shotgun. Oh, my god! And it's, like, super complex. Wow. I know, right? And so I lost the last page of the pattern. And that's okay. why that's sort of blocked out where I'm like, I don't know how to finish his foots. Um, but I think it's still great. And part of me wants to frame it with that. On it. Like, I feel like part of that is what's great about it. Yes. Um, so I do a lot of like kitschy cross stitch. That's like the Royal Tenenbaums or the Firefly characters or like Kanye. I love you. Like Kanye loves Kanye. But like, <laughs> this is something I'm extremely proud of. Oh but I finished gosh. this like six years ago and it just like sits... So this, these are squares of the pattern. They are. So okay. I had like squared out the pattern because, you know, they come in like 10 oh. by 10s. Probably at some point I still have. Anyway, it's still really, it looks like Mr. Winston. Do you know, I wouldn't even know it's not finished. Okay, great. 
You could just take off the squares, and I would never, ever, ever know that okay. it was not finished. Although I kind of want to draw attention to it, but this is I, gorgeous. And doesn't it look like a it totally, Mr. Winston? Like a and the um, curly Q tail. Yes, I haven't met him in person. I wasn't here the day you brought him. This is what he looks like oh. when he's holding his shotgun. When he's holding, when his, he's shotgun. holding his Winchester, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a shotgun. But um, it's is like that twenty hours of Blanche Devereaux? <laughs> do you? Best. Is that what you normally do? Is um, like watch something while you're sewing? Uh, uh, when I'm sewing, no, I'm one hundred percent focus. Yeah, like when I'm at my sewing machine, uh, I like to listen to a lot of old punk music mm. that I grew up with and mm-hmm. I'm like why am I still listening to Les Avi Fav <laughs> um, but lately I've been listening to Dolly Parton's America and oh my god it's so good really yes she is she's a national treasure oh absolutely and I, you so, have to listen to it okay it's I, so good I will I, I tend to listen to podcasts or stand up huh who are you listening to just somebody that I don't have to watch. Sure. You're and just listening. Just listening. Maybe if I'm like hand stitching something. If I'm hand sewing, I yeah. will 100% watch something. Yeah. Um, but if I am sewing machine, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Excellent. Is there anything else in there you, you brought that you want to show? Yeah. Um, this I kind of forgot until the last minute. So this is only a picture of, doesn't that look old timey? Yeah. So uh, my friend Mark, who was doing his thesis at RISD, uh-huh. um, and I collaborated on this. <gasps> so um, he is like a fin- like a fine carpenter, uh-huh. and uh, so these are dovetails. Um, so I cut all of the pieces, and he gave me all of the addresses of uh, people important in he and his wife's life. Um, and we sent them their blocks. So each of these is a block uh-huh. and with directions and how to do it. And it came back a hot mess. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. But once I started cutting them into the shape and putting them together, uh-huh. and he did the design. And then I, like, took everybody's just ridiculousness I mean, it was seriously like, I put one stitch in this thing. Right. But once it came together, it ended up looking really, really beautiful. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. And then you made a postcard out of it. And he sent it to me. And so he named it System of Support. Um, So baby Epler was born in 2017. Oh, my gosh. And he was so great. It was uh, when I was working on it, because there was kind of a deadline uh, for his thesis. I was working on it one particular Saturday and there was a knock on my door it was a beer delivery person uh-huh. and there was a note it was like keep working and it was from like so Mark from Rhode Island had sent beer to me so that I would continue working on this and this is like a collaboration that I so love oh my gosh it's really special it is this this was like I'd like to do more of this I like just, collaborations I haven't even heard of that happening in like current creative circles but maybe i don't know no i mean i don't think it is a thing i think it's a thing mark came up with so it was great because everybody was supposed to send it back with like a little note but somebody just like signed their name to one of the pieces (laughs) oh and then somebody must have like just run out or 
just decided to pick up some material from oh, their yeah, own. Yeah. <laughs> so and it was so great. I'm like, oh my God, this couldn't be better. Hey, you had directions. Yeah. You did not follow them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is like the opposite of how I am. Yeah. Um, but I embraced it. I was like, okay, all right. So yeah. I ended up adding, uh, because some of the box would be like way too small. So uh-huh. I was just adding fabric and that's why it looks as chaotic as it is. I'm like, this needs to be four by four and right. somehow you got it to two and three quarters by <laughs> three and a quarter. So I'm, I'm just to add some stuff here yeah. and I just like added all of it and it just felt so collaborative with these people. I don't know. I don't yeah. know them. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Oh my God. It was really fun. And then I got to make the back of it, which was like all like my own stuff uh-huh. and then quilted. And yeah. Do you create patterns? Uh, no, no. I, you follow a pattern uh, for a quilt. I mean, most of the time I'm inspired by pattern. Okay. Um, yeah. Every once in a while I get, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to freestyle this. Yeah. Actually, I've done quite a few just sort of like, I'm just piecing and making a thing. And yeah. one of uh, those pieces that I did, I... Uh, my best friend's folks, uh, Gunner, who's in hospice oh, yeah, tonight, yeah, yeah. he and Maggie uh, have a house in Brazil, and they, she loved this totally like chaotic piece, and she had it, she bought it for me, and she framed it. And oh my it's, gosh, it's in their apartment in Brazil, and that felt really cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I'm real hesitant to be like, I'm gonna do it on my own because then I'm like, ugh, I picked the the wrong colors and all that. But I. You have to figure out your design style. And that's, I've relied on other people to be like, tell me what your beautiful goal is and I will make it into a house. Oh, uh-huh. um, sure. So I guess I'm sort of delving into what I like. Yeah. Um, but it's been a lot of years. But I, I do love when I just start cutting stuff and putting it together. Because the photos you had on your Instagram feed of a king size quilt. Yeah. You picked the patterns and you made a comment about how you use really neutral colors in your own life, but in the blanket. That's right. It was more. It's always riotous. Yeah. So when I make functional things, they're like super muted Mm -hmm. um, because that's how I like to present myself in my job sites. Oh my gosh. I just learned a thing about myself. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Blending into the background. Oh my God. With camouflage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But when I make something to gift or that's going to be in my house, I, I want it to be way more vibrant. Um, Uh So I think with my soft goods, it's vibrant. Um, And then with my like functional stuff, it's functional. I mean, there's a style happening right now. Yeah. Everywhere. That's like sort of utilitarian and not military, but um, I love color, color, color. So this is what I was seeing a picture of then. Is that it? I think so, because it was long strips. So um, Carolyn Friedlander oh, is the greatest nice. fabric designer that has ever yeah, lived. this is the one that I saw strips of. Oh, okay. Um, and she has a background in architecture, so her stuff oh. is like killer. Okay, you so got a little bit of her, I remember? And I saw it and I was quarter, like, yeah. No. You what is put, it called? A jelly roll? No, what do I have? It's like Both of those are things. Things, okay. Fat quarters are... Stacks. Are stacks. Jelly okay. rolls are I circular. I have a fat like, quarter yeah. of her... That somebody found for you at the yeah. reuse. My mother-in-law bought for me because my husband found it on Facebook. Yeah, no. Anything she makes... It's gorgeous. Like, I want to... <gasps> I want to put my whole salary into her fabric. Oh my gosh. I know. These look like prickly pears. Mm-hmm. So she lives in Florida, and so she does a lot of um, this is beautiful. 
like natural botanical. So yes. these are bones, like walking but it's on the like beach and cross hatched. But it's so be- right. You're you not like, oh, I put hand. bones in this quilt for your baby. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of. Oh, I have this one where it's like graph paper with like doodles. On That's it. right. I mean, I don't work for her. I'm not making any money off it. Yeah. But they are reissuing right now. Uh, you can buy her like original botanicals oh. collection stuff. And I uh, might rob a bank to buy the whole thing. Yes. Tell me when it you see it. Now. It's now. It's now. I'll send it to you. Oh, my so, gosh. Um, and this is actually one of her patterns. But you can, like, it's all it is is, like, the length and width of a thing, and then you just go for it. This is on our couch all the time. This is what okay. Mr. Mr. Winston sits on this. This is his a, butt is on. A, his butt is on this. Yeah. This is a king size. The, no, no. This is just like a. No, my king. I'm not thinking about something else. No, I this is just like a our couch thing. Okay. Um, I have a king that is paper pieced. That is oh. stupid big. Interesting. Yeah. Do you wash your fabrics before you quilt them? No, ma'am. I don't either. I know, but recently I washed my canvas Uh because I got it from Joanne which I hate (laughs) and it was so stiff and I just thought this is all chemical and I wasn't taking the wax Uh Um, so I'm washing my canvas now but no I would never wash my fabrics because they fray all over the place and then you're like pressing and pressing and pressing and I hate ironing and it's just like ugh and there's something about washing it once it's been quilted. Where like it's it all crinkly. The, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what makes it really yeah. super special. So did you um, quilt this yourself then? I did. Okay. And yeah. just in a machine? Yes. Just straight stitches? Right. So I have a Juki 2010. Okay. And all it does is straight stitch. Oh, uh-huh. It is a beast. Yes. I mean, it. it's like 2,000 stitches. I mean, it's... Uh-huh. Um, so it's strong enough to do this, and it's deep enough of a throat that I can do a, yes. about a queen size. Okay. Yeah. You will send me a picture of your yeah. sewing... Guest room? Yes, guest room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the place where people sleep when they yeah. come to visit. So, yeah. yeah, this is my... I just love her. It's so good. And, and, I mean, it's like when something is this beautiful, you can't make something crappy yeah. out of it. Like, yeah. You're, you're not going to go wrong. So then I'm like... This person is the artist, not me so much. Yeah. This is really interesting because it is all different colors, but yeah. because it is designed by the same woman, there is this yep. fingerprint across it that makes it seem like a family of fabrics. 100%. And even if it wasn't all Carolyn Friedlander, I feel like with quilting, you could put all of everything together. You're like, yeah. here's every scrap of fabric I have in my house. Yeah. And it works because... It's, it's a palette, and it's just, it's beautiful. You're not expecting it to be right. orderly. Right. Uh, you actually want it to look like, hey, someone just, like, grabbed all of these things. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I love about quilting. Yeah. Is the, the disorderly nature. Well, this is gorgeous. Thanks. And it's very inspiring to me. Go put all your colors together. Yeah. Because I have some fabrics that I've been saving from Hobby Lobby. I know it's not very exciting. That's but. fine, but... Why are we saving Why our am I saving this fabric stash? I dream of this quilt I'm making. I'm thinking of like a pattern to use it on. That you want to make yourself, like draft your own pattern. I kind of want to draft my own pattern, but I'm, I'm kind of absorbing information about patterns. Like I've not seen a pattern like this. And I've been bookmarking quilts on Instagram over and over again to be like, oh, that's the one. That's the one. You weren't looking at modern quilts. No, I'm probably not. You're looking not. at total traditional it's like pinwheels stuff. and Oh, uh, no. Like that. Girl. <laughs> Let me. Okay. We need to download some bookmarks. But I don't know if you know this. The uh, Have you ever been to QuiltCon? No. 
Is, does it come to Austin? This year it is coming to Austin. <gasps> yeah. A few years ago it was in Austin and then it wasn't big enough to be in Austin anymore, but now it is big enough. Mm. So I went when it was in Austin and they had tattoo artists there, which oh. was adorable with like quilt flash or like sewing flash. <gasps> so I got... Uh, so yeah. that I got at QuiltCon uh, from Stacy Martin Smith, who is the best tattoo artist in Austin. Look at this little needle it's on the heart. Really it's so sweet. sweet. So every three years it comes to Austin. So <gasps> February, I think it's February. QuiltCon. Oh, yes. Yeah. All and right. it is, it's so inspirational. I'll be your buddy there. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one in Charleston, this. It was like after the election, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna go there. Mm -hmm. So there was a woman who did a quilt. Uh, and it was like the the Hillary logo, right? So the H with the arrow in it. Yeah. Um, and she was finishing it, and then the elections happened, and she cut it into like <gasps> all these fractured pieces, and then put it together like a shattered. Whoa! It was so rad. I I was like, oh my god. Wow, yeah. I love the process. I mean, that is what That's you right. were seeing. You're break like someone's like I'm like you can undo this and like break it down, even if it's not about politics or whatever. We take full fabric, we cut into a bunch of pieces, right. and then we put it back together, which is like a crazy thing. It's impractical. <laughs> it's, it's wildly impractical. It's wasteful. Yeah. It's um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's been great. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Impractical. That is 100% <laughs> the correct term. And then saving, like, I'm like, oh, the, the scrap's not too small. It's totally. Like, Do you know that bed in Lima's is dog house all is scrap. all scraps? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How often do you add to your fabric stash? Ugh. Uh, honestly, I am trying to be real, real chill on that right now. Um, infrequently, uh, I find when Instagram people that I follow are doing their hey, this is what my sash looks like. I'm like, Bleh. like, <laughs> gross. Why do you have all that stuff? And again, it's like this like mass consumerism. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm very hesitant to buy new things unless I have a plan for it. Yes. And I will frequently go to my favorite fabric shops online and I will load up a cart and then it will X out of the page. Oh. This is a new thing yes. that I've been doing for like the last few weeks. And I'm like, this isn't practical. It's beautiful, but... Do I need it? And what am I going to put it towards? Right. I'm not going to live for 800 years. So like how many pouches and bags and quilts can I make? Right. So I both love and hate looking at people's stashes. Yeah. Um, because I, ugh, I guess it can kind of be trendy sometimes. Like, oh, this is the new trendy thing. And yeah. that just seems garbagey to me. And I'm sorry if you like garbagey stuff, but it's like, <laughs> I just can't. And, you know, I was recently reading like fabric production is like a super environmentally terrible yeah. thing. So if I may, I, yes, of course right. I can. It's, Please, it's get on a soapbox. So Hawthorne Threads is one of my favorite um, online shopper places, and they print a lot of their fabrics in-house, oh. which uses like significantly less like water and waste and all sorts of things. So Ooh, I will put the link to yeah, that. Yeah, so that's like a, a technique that I am into, and so they then get the designs from a bunch of designers and then oh. they are able to print it on different mediums. So it's like canvas or rayon or quilt weight. Um, yeah, it's, you just, ugh, how much stuff? Like, we need a storage space for fabric? I mean, it's, it's just gross. I end up with people giving me stuff. That's how my stash grows. That, and that's 100% fantastic. But I do like you free just, stuff. But, but do people are 
the here's the thing that you have to learn about free stuff like in construction it's like oh does anybody want this window or hey does anybody right. want this thing and you're like no i cannot keep accepting this stuff yes that has certainly happened to the side of my house with the amount of pavers right but with the fabric are you ever like i don't love this are you able to say like i've given fabric away that i have accepted thought i would use and then did not okay and so i i do de-stack i don't i live in 624 square feet right and then i have a little office where my stash is so like if it outgrows the shelves that means i need it's to use it yeah. or give it to austin creative reuse at the end of the day i'm like i'll go in i'm like oh i don't want to use this yet and lately i'm like why right. <laughs> just use it like, right yeah yeah but i'm not making the mona lisa just just use it. Let's talk about food. You okay. like to cook. How often do you cook? Mm. Depends on how work is going. Uh, I love cooking very much. I'm a vegetarian for about... I didn't know that. 18 years? Quite a while. And I used to have a little cooking business called Chow Baby. Um with my friend Raina, uh, we both went to this through this macrobiotic culinary program here in Austin. That the natural epicurean. I don't know if it exists anymore. It was sort of a scam. Oh no! But that's fine. And then we ended up making so many contacts. We had this small business for a little while that we um. shut down when she got pregnant with her first baby, Luca Baduca. And so I am a big fan of cooking like supernaturally, mm -hmm. but I also love pizza and <laughs> cheese and pasta. Um, so my husband and I try to balance that out by having, uh, taking turns. So yeah. I make sure to plan my lunches for the week so that I can eat at my desk instead of my car, which frequently happens. And I really hate car lunch. And going from site to site. From site and, to site yeah. and like eggs and salsa and it's just super gross. And like eating an egg while well, <laughs> while driving yeah. or like waiting on an inspection. I'm, and then I'm like, oh, they're here. And I yeah. have to put down my like a <laughs> vegan Reuben from Wheatsville. And I'm like, ah, and then now it like fell out and there's like sauerkraut all over the car. Yeah. So food is super important to me. Yeah. Um, and you can ask any of my coworkers in the morning if I have not eaten. Mm -hmm. I am mad. I, like... I have to eat the first thing in the morning. So food is super important to me and it being like good food yeah. that I love, usually that I make. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Do you cook a lot? No. Does not This is it? where we differ. Like oh, that's right. He is the cook. Early on when I was vegetarian, mm -hmm. I was vegetarian for 15 years. Yeah. We're doing a high five. Yeah. And uh, there... What happened? I was breastfeeding Eloise and? and I smelled barbecue that Matt was making for some event. And I was like, oh, my God, for the first time, this doesn't gross me out. Wow. And I'm craving it. And it was such a relief. Wait, why were you a vegetarian to begin with? Like what? In high school, all oh. of my friends, it was like a very animal rights. Sure. We could support each other and we could sure. be like, hey, that that has, you know, gelatin in it or something. And so there were a lot of people contributing information and like helping each other. And then my brain fog from the baby mm. outweighed being able to keep up with what I was eating. And it was such a relief. And so I just kept going with it. So no, it's been I, nine years, I guess. Yeah, no, I feel that. I, I mean, like, true confessions. So, Ginger and I were in Maine, ugh, like, 10 years ago. And I joked, hey, if we hit a lobster with the car, I will eat it. Oh, lobster. But as you know, lobsters, 
they don't live on the road. The road. Like you yeah. pretty much are gonna have to drive your car into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I grew up in the Mid Atlantic, and we'd go to these like little houses on the Chesapeake Bay, and they would bring a bushel of crab and like dump it down, and you have hammers and all of it, and you would just eat a bushel of crab. So mm-hmm. like I grew up with that very much love of that. So uh, ugh, I can't. Telling the whole story right now. Okay. So uh, we just went to Maine. I believe you know that I was out of town. Mm-hmm. And for our sort of delayed honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And again, the joke was, oh, I'll eat lobster if, if I hit it with my car. And something in my brain was just like, look, go to Maine. Just eat a damn lobster. Like, this is the local economy. I told myself everything I needed to tell myself to be okay, whatever <laughs> to be it is. Emotionally Yeah, aware. I'm like, this is fine. Those are insects. This is keeping people employed. So I, <laughs> I had a lobster roll, and I said, I am not missing anything. Ah. I was like 100% underwhelmed. Yeah. And then a couple days later, we were at a, like a little like fish crab shack place in Maine. God, Maine is just filled with fish go to it i'm interested uh go to it uh so there's this little place right down the road and we went and got food and i was like oh let me try the the crab roll Uh and i was like oh hell yes (laughs) like this is what i've been missing for 15 years yeah and i proceeded to buy and consume seven pounds (laughs) (laughs) seven pounds of peaky toe crab claws and I would sit on the, the rug in this rental that we had, and I would put beers in front of me so I didn't have to get up. Yes. And a roll of paper towels. <laughs> and I was binge-watching The Good Place and oh, just yes. eating all of, and I call them crab crawls. Uh-huh, now, uh-huh. and Andrew would come in, and he's like, I don't know what's happening. And I'm, like, <laughs> slurping their, like, toes out of their shells. And I'm like, get out. Uh, don't look at me. It was super weird. But I feel okay about it. Are you now a pescatarian? No. It was a one time only or a main time only. I don't I don't want to talk about what it is okay. now, but uh no, I'm I'm not trying to eat fish and it seemed very regional. Yeah. Um but I, I have uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was pretty so I feel you and it was a sort of thing like, oh, why have I not been doing this thing? And it's like, yeah. oh, because I have this super duper affinity for animals. And so yeah. for me, that's like yeah. my, my deepest thing. Um, but I told myself all the lies I needed to to be OK with it, which is yeah. they're insects and they aren't using that claw anyway. because They're <laughs> dead now and I'm eating them. So, <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate yeah. that. What do you love to eat that you can't make that you wish that you could? Tuna casserole. Okay. Like how my mom used to make it with mm-hmm. like cream of mushroom soup, potato chips crumbled on top, peas, oh. and egg noodles. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can picture it. Yeah. But would you eat it? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Would you make it and not eat it? No. Okay. Oh, man. Do you like feeding people? Very much. I love hosting people. I love having people at the house. That makes me, like, I think I'm a, a giver uh-huh. person. And I think, I mean, come on. Yeah. We make things to give to people. Yeah. No, I love nurturing people. I love having uh, people at the house. We very much host people most of the year when it's it's good weather. Um, yeah. No. Mm. 100% love it. Yeah. Recipe or off the cuff? 100% off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt, too. Yeah. What do we have in the house? Yeah. Last night I was making banana bread. I bake. Mm. I don't 
cook because I don't know what I'm looking for and it makes me angry. Um, yeah. I have to have a buddy in some of these things because like my judgment call sometimes is not the best. I don't have an intuition for what the food substitution is. And I feel that way a lot of times with making stuff where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to like step out on my own. And then I'm like, what horrible thing have I just made? So uh-huh. I, I share that. So I do a lot of free form in sewing. Right. I'll just go off the cuff. I don't ever use a pattern. I want to see your stuff. Okay. Okay. If I, I've given most of it away. But yes, I will try to find Did some. you take pictures? Oh, yeah. I've definitely <laughs> taken pictures. Why are you hesitant to call yourself creative? Because you're very clearly creative. I don't know that I'm a creative or like a follower of directions. Mm. I don't think I'm like putting myself down. It doesn't feel hard or awkward. I'm just like other people are doing things that are super beautiful. I just sort of not mimic it, but use their recipes. Mm -hmm. I'm moving myself closer to dialing in to what my style is mm-hmm. and I my skill set is enough that I don't need to like like I can just make bags and put zippers and stuff all day long and so I think I'm moving towards that um but I mean oh my gosh and if you look at the the women making and men making things um I don't even strive for that to mm-hmm. be perfectly honest like that's not all that interesting to me mm-hmm. um just making my home really sweet and handmade and sharing that with my friends is more important mm-hmm. um and sure like I'll dive into making a couple of things that are just me but I don't know uh I'm not a designer oh. like, huh. I'm around designers all the time I'm the person who sort of enacts what yeah you they facilitate want. exactly like tell me what you want and I'll make that happen. You're the project coordinator. Exactly. Of, of my quilts. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, I'm still selecting the colors and all of that. And I, I do dive into that, but I don't know. Um, It's something I, I don't know that I struggle with it, but I don't. So to you, the making of the pattern, the design part is is like the super satisfying part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I want it to be just right. And I, Mm -hmm. I will undo and I will go back. Um, I see you as creative. Thank you. And I hope that you can do with that what you will. I think people are hesitant to say it. I feel like it's a loaded adjective. And I talk about this a lot on the podcast where people are like, I don't want to say I'm creative because I think people feel self-conscious about that. Like someone can pick it apart if they volunteer that information. But I think of it as you're doing, making cooking, any of these hobbies that are literally creating something from something else, it is a really creative process. And not everybody feels comfortable doing it. Not everybody's brain works that way. You're right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. If you were to give yourself a title for your creative identity, what would your title be? Uh, I believe it would be heart and hand maker. Mm, so good. Yeah. So workshopped. Oh. It was really nice. It was great. We did a good job. No, like you and me. <laughs> you and me. We're here. It was lovely. <laughs> well, thank you, Jen. Thanks, Angelica. This was actually like a... I wasn't sure what this would be, and it was really nice. Yeah. yeah. I like getting to know you. Me too. Thank you. But yeah. we have to like talk more about modern quilts because, girl... Yeah, I'm okay. there. I like it. Um, And thanks to our listeners. I hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. 
Go to chattycrafties.com to find a blog post on this episode with links, photos, and more. Thanks to Jen Gredza for chatting with me this week. We recorded at Open Envelope Studio in Austin, Texas, and the episode was hosted and produced by me, Angelica Norton. The introspective intro and outro music was by Berman Swale. Please rate and review Chatty Crafties at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Now, if you're eyeing your needle and thread, you better dip into your fabric stash and go make some art.